At my house growing up, we had these neighbors behind us, like so they, we shared a fence in our backyard. We had these neighbors that, let's call them difficult. They were, difficult's a great word, because they were always complaining. Like they were, they were not a fan of me and my family. For example, they would always complain that my brother and I, who were children, were too loud playing in our own backyard. Or they would always complain that our trees dropped too many leaves. And because of this fact, they would run a leaf blower all day day. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, as soon as one leaf would fall, they'd get out and be like, for one leaf. Or like if the cottonwoods, you know, like the little snow in the summer, if that came into their yard from our trees, all day starting at 6 a.m. You know what it's like to have a summer day where it's like, the sun is just gently creeping through your window. The birds are starting to chirp. And then, because your tree dropped a leaf, but spoiler alert, that's what trees do. They were always complaining about stuff like that, and they would complain like, the sun's out, and somehow that's my dad's fault. Like, I don't know, they were just difficult. And so, one night, our difficult neighbors, my dad noticed that they had put up a new floodlight in their backyard, which just happened to be on the shed, which was up against our fence, and they put it on the backside of the shed. So imagine with me, there's a shed in the corner. It is like this far away from our fence and the floodlight is hanging over into our yard. Why you would need a floodlight there? I don't know. So they turn on this floodlight one night and we notice that it is shining directly into our house a lot. Like this wasn't just a normal floodlight. This was like they took the sun and they stuck it to the back of their shed. This was like they were afraid of the dark and because of that fact, everyone in the square 30 miles could not experience the night. Like this was, it was bright. That's what I'm trying to convey. It was really bright. And so my dad also noticed that this light pointed directly into their bedroom window, like pointed like straight at it. And so my dad decides to handle this civilly. He goes over to their house and he says, hey, that light's really bright. Like I get that it's your property. It's your prerogative. You can put a light wherever you want, but can we maybe like put a dimmer bulb in? Could we move it? Could we point it down? They go, no. Great. Thanks for working with me on that. They just were like, no. And to make it worse, they lied. So then they were like, yeah, we've had a lot of people with, or a lot of problems with people coming into our backyard lie because the space between their shed and our fence where they put the light was seriously maybe six inches. Like, I don't think I could squeeze in between where it was. And also we lived in like a quiet suburban neighborhood where nothing ever happened. Like the kind of neighborhood where you leave your bike in the front yard and it's still there in the morning. Like this was not a neighborhood where people wandered through backyards. And the other thing was, is that light did not light up one inch of their yard, but it lit up ours like it was the 4th of July. Straight up lied and just said, no, no, we're not going to fix it. So my dad has, some, has a choice to make, right? Like they're not going to work with him. It, it wasn't like, it wasn't a thing where we could make a deal. And so I can't prove this, but I think they did it on purpose. I think they did it to annoy my family and really get at us. And again, I can't prove it, but you can't kid a kidder. Right, I know, I'm into shenanigans, I know how to get at people. So this is what my theory is, is they were doing this. So my dad had to make a decision. My dad 
taught me how to do shenanigans. Like, I, I'm a shenanigans guy. I had to learn it from somebody, and I had to learn it from old Papa Steve. And he taught me exactly everything I know. And to quote a modern philosopher, sometimes petty problems require petty solutions. So my dad decides he's going to go get this ugly, nasty piece of plywood from our scrap pile. And this thing looked like it had been on the bottom of the ocean. Like, it was rotten. It was brown and nasty. And then he gets out every worst color of paint we have in our garage. And he's just dribbling it, mixing it together, gets on his muddy boots and he walks across it, drags it behind us like we're in a wagon through the yard, being loud and having fun, by the way. And so then after he does all that, he flips it over and he spends the time to sand it. Sands it, makes it real smooth and nice, stains it, puts some like lacquer thinner on it so it looked really nice. And then he takes it over to our fence, right where that light lives. And he put it up. And which side do you think he put in our yard? The nice side, right? And then he puts the ugly one into their yard. Like I said, sometimes petty problems require petty solutions. So my dad takes this ugly, nasty piece of wood, which honestly would probably be in a modern art museum today, and puts it up to where they have to see it. And you know what they thought of that? They were not happy. But that's what happens when you violate a boundary, right? And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying we should be petty neighbors. I'm not endorsing that kind of behavior. We need to love our neighbors. That's what Jesus says. But there's a truth here that we can learn from, and that is we need to have boundaries in our life. My neighbors violated the boundary of putting that light into our property and not working with us when we tried to fix it. And so we need to learn how to have boundaries in our light, in our life. And so tonight we're starting a series called Fences. And what we're going to talk about in this series is a big fancy word called boundaries. And what that means is like setting the limits of an area. So if you think about like a country, like the United States has borders or a boundary. Can you just cross that border whenever you want? No, you have to go through it. You have to go through a whole process. You have to get permission to cross the border. You have to get permission to cross that boundaries. And so I want us to think of boundaries in our life like fences. We have all these lovely fences here. And so tonight we're going to look at the different kind of fences or boundaries we need to have in our lives to protect us. A fence is a way to tell your neighborhood or other people around that what's behind this fence is private. What's behind this fence is worth protecting, and what's behind this fence is mine, right? It's off limits. Fences protect whatever is behind them. And so in our life, boundaries or fences teach us how to protect things like our time. They teach us how to protect things protect things like our emotions, our money, and our relationships. And so these fences represent the kinds of boundaries we need to have in our lives with different people in our lives. We all have different kinds of relationships with all kinds of different people. We got friends. We got teachers. We got pastors. We got coaches. We got parents. We got siblings. We got grandparents, aunts, uncles, dentists, all the, the guy who works at the Hakaluigi shaved ice shack. That guy. We need to have boundaries with everybody in our life, but they look different for everybody. So we need to have different kinds of boundaries for different kinds of people. So this is the first boundary we're going to be talking about, and this is called a privacy fence. If I stand behind this, can you see me? You might be able to see my toes, but you can't see me for sure because it's, it's in my way. There's no access. It is a hard pass. You are not allowed in here. And so this is the kind of boundary we need to have with the most kind of people. This offers the most protection. And there are people who should not be let behind our fence to see what's going on in our lives. 
One of the first people that we shouldn't let behind this kind of fence is a bad friend. We all have had a friend that we know is bad for us. We love them. They're fun to hang out with, but we know that they get us in trouble. They convince us to do things we shouldn't do. And so I'm going to invite out my friend, Pastor Joe. Now, Pastor Joe is not a bad friend. He's actually a very good friend, but he's going to play the part of a bad friend for us. So Pastor Joe is our bad friend, and he does not get the access that, I, that he wants into my life because I know that he's a bad friend. So if I'm standing behind this fence, what's going to happen if he attacks me with that Orbeez gun? Nothing. I, I'm safe. It's complete. Stop. Okay, I have to talk now. Okay, truce? Truce. Okay, thank you. So if I'm standing behind this boundary with a bad friend, I know that he can't get at me. What's another kind of person that we shouldn't let behind this kind of boundary? An enemy. That one's obvious, right? Somebody who we know does not have our best interests at heart. Somebody we know wants to hurt us. Somebody we know wants to steal stuff from us, like our time our emotional health, our energy, those sorts of things. And so again, if I'm standing back here, the enemy can't get me, right? Enemies, yeah. See, I'm, I'm totally safe. Nothing's happening. It's completely fine. You sound like a woodpecker. Okay, 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 okay. But if I invite the enemy or a bad friend, or if I come out to meet them from behind this boundary, what's gonna happen? Ow, okay, ah, yes, he's gonna shoot me a lot, okay. Okay, all right. Truce, truce, trigger safety. Thank you. They are not trustworthy. We should not come out from behind our boundaries or invite them behind our boundaries or our fence to where they don't belong. First Corinthians 15, says, don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. I'm still preaching, don't. <laughs> I will let you know, okay? People like that cannot be trusted, and so we can't let them behind the boundary. So that's why we need to have a boundary where they can't get to us at all. Another pe person like this that we shouldn't trust with everything in our life is acquaintances or strangers. People we barely know. They don't need to know all the things that's going on in your personal life. They don't need to know what's going on with your grandma. They don't need to know what's going on with your parents. We need to keep boundaries with that. And the last category we need to really consider with this one is a really big one. It's really hard for us, which is social media. Y'all, nobody needs to know your deepest and darkest secrets on social media. Point blank period, the end. That is not the place for that because we are allowing the entire internet to see our personal life when we post it on social media. And I get that we all need a place to feel seen. We all need a place to feel heard and to let our opinions out and that sort of thing. But social media is not the place to do it. You know what social media is for? Memes. That's what social media should be for. Is that the end of it? Enjoy it. Don't use social media as a diary because it is not private. It's not. No matter how many privacy settings we change, whatever it is, it is not a private platform. So if you need a place to express your opinions, you need a place to be seen and heard, use a diary or talk to somebody who is trusted. Proverbs 4. 23 says, guard your heart for above all else, it determines the course of your life. So if we don't guard our heart with this kind of boundary, we're opening ourselves up to attack. Yes, okay, yes, all right, all right. That hurts way more than, oh, 
That was close. <laughs> Woo. All right, our next, our next kind of boundary is this chain link fence. Now, this is a different kind of person. This is a different kind of relationship. This person, they can see into your yard, but there's still a clear boundary. They can see stuff in there. They can see over the fence, but it's still fairly clear that they're not allowed in without invitation. So like, for example, this would be somebody you called a friend for sure. They would be like a buddy at school or somebody you know really well, but they don't get to see the whole picture. Right? I'm still like barely protected, but somewhat protected. And there's a, yeah, okay, okay. Okay, I didn't say when yet, Joe. Finger off the trigger. Okay. Like you can see me back here, right? Am I invisible? No, you can see me back here, but there's still something between us. So this is the kind of person, they can know your favorite color, but they don't get to know your family drama. They can know your opinion about the new Top Gun movie, but they don't get to know your opinion about our president. Like they don't get to know the whole hundred of your life. They can see through the fence, but it isn't a clear picture. So if I have this kind of boundary with that friend, I'm kind of protected, right? If they decide to attack me, like I can, it's gonna catch some of the, it's not working great, but I'm not getting hit with every single one. Yeah, okay, that was the eye, all right, okay. So I'm kind of protected behind this one, kind of protected with this boundary, but if I step out from behind it, yep, okay, all right, oh, ow, okay, stop. We have two more fences you gotta shoot me through. I know, you need to slow down. There's another one over there that's fully loaded. We need to pay attention to the kind of boundaries we have with people. Remember, strangers, bad friends, enemies, this is the kind of boundary they have. Friends, people we like, people we love, teachers, Honestly, people in our lives that we spend time with every day don't need to know everything going on in our personal life. We can let them in a little bit, but we don't have to let them all the way in. The next one is called a split rail fence. You can see here that this fence is really mostly a decoration. I know, that's my point. <laughs> this is more of a decoration. This is really just to establish the boundary line of like you were building property and there was nobody around and you didn't care if people walked through your property. This is to just like let them know, this is where my property line starts and this is where it ends. This is like a good close friend, like a bestie. This is like a teacher you really trust. This is your, this is your aunt or uncle or grandma. They get to see a lot more of your life. Like your best friends, they get to see a lot more of what's going on behind. Like you can see very clearly, yes, ouch. Okay, I haven't got to that part yet. You can see me very clearly through here, right? You can see me very well. You can see exactly what's going on here, but there's still, there's still a boundary there, right? There's still a line there. And that means like these, these people, they can see like 80 to 90% of your life. They can see 80 to 90%. And the other thing is these are people we invite to call us out. These are people we invite to give us advice and have influence over our lives when we're doing something that might be sinful or not godly. These are the people who let us know when we are out of line. Proverbs says, faithful are the wounds from a friend when they confront us with love and concern. And so when somebody shoots you through this kind of fence, it might feel like an attack. Yeah, that still hurts like an attack. But the truth is, wounds from a friend are faithful. <laughs> wounds from a friend are faithful. <laughs> Joe is my best friend and he is having a great time with this. I trust Joe in my life to call me out. I trust Joe in my life to shoot me when I need it because I have given him, 
Not right. You know what really hurts the most is the ankles, like that soft skin. That hurts real bad. Aim higher. I, did, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it, okay? But I, we have given these kinds of people permission in our life to intervene, to say something when we need corrected, to say something when we need confronted. And so though it may feel like an attack, the wounds from a friend are faithful because we trust them to correct us out of love and kindness. And this leads us to our last fence. No fence. No boundary at all. These people are rare. Very, 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 very rare. Honestly, you probably won't have anybody with that kind of boundary outside of your parents. These are people that get to see the full hundred, everything in your life, every nook and cranny, every dark bit, every good thing happening in your life, they get access to it. And the same thing applies with that proverb. When they shoot us, when we get attacked, it's faithful wounds. We know that it's coming from a place of love and care and concern. These, these, are, these people are your parents. These people are like a future husband or wife. They are not your boyfriend or girlfriend. They are not. That's good. You shouldn't have one. They are not your boyfriend or girlfriend because that's not realistic. Like if you think about your dating relationship, if you're in eighth grade now, if you're dating to get married, it's a solid six to seven years realistically before you can get married. And so you should not have your boyfriend or girlfriend have the full access to your heart because we need to protect ourselves emotionally. We need to protect ourselves physically and our purity in those things. Like I said, it should really only be your parents that have full access to you. We need to recognize the fences we need in our life with the different peoples in our life. And we need to recognize that not only do we need fences, not only do we need boundaries, but we need to recognize that they're good for us. Parents create rules for us and it sometimes feels like we're like, ugh, a curfew, really? I have my license. I know everything. Like, we're, we're so upset about the rules sometimes, but we need to recognize that the rules exist for a reason, and they're there to keep us safe. They're there to protect us from the things of the world that our parents can't control. So a curfew is a boundary that we need to keep us safe from what's happening after dark. Nothing good happens after 10 p.m., Rules, rules that our parents make. These are designed to help us not only stay safe, but to be disciplined, to learn how to grow into a disciplined person who is successful in life. So if your parents teach you a rule by having you load the dishwasher and then unload the dishwasher, that's because they don't want you to be a slob when you're an adult. When they make you do your homework, they're doing that to discipline you so that you understand that you have to work for things in life. And then there are laws. Laws are from outside authority figures in our life. And laws are important because they keep us safe and others safe and they hold us accountable to those things. They hold us accountable and others accountable so that we can live in society safely. All of these things are designed to keep us safe. But we also need to recognize we need to create boundaries for ourselves from ourselves. And what that means is we need to be our own guardrail, our own fence against our own self, because sometimes we can be our own worst enemy, whether it's toxic people, whether it's bad friends, whether it's social media, whether it's temptation, whatever it is, we need to recognize we know ourselves very well, and we need to be our own fence in our own guardrail to keep us safe, to keep us in good standing with others. 
So very briefly, how do we put up a boundary? Now that we know what a boundary, what a fence is, and what kind of fences we should have, how do we put one up? Well, you, if somebody is a bad friend and they've hurt you, you go to that person and you use this kind of language. You say, when you did this, it made me feel like this. And we say that because I can't argue with how you feel. It's how you feel. I can't tell you you're wrong for what you feel because it's how you feel. Just like you can't tell me I'm wrong for what I feel. And then once we've established when you did this, it made me feel this way. Then we talk to them about how we want to be treated. We say, I would prefer next time that you would talk to me like this, or you would, you would say that this way, or you would treat me this way. That way there's a clear boundary. There's a clear fence. There's a clear line of how we want to be treated and what we expect. And this can be really hard to do with different relationships in our life. And so if you have trouble with deciding what kind of boundary you need with what kind of person, you can come talk to us, pastors. You can talk to a trusted adult in your life. And we would love to help you navigate that because sometimes it can be really difficult. It can be really difficult between family members and boundaries, friends and boundaries and all of that. But when we recognize that we need fences in our life and we need boundaries in every relationship, it keeps us not only safe, but it helps us be successful and it helps us stay in God's will for our lives in those relationships. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you so much, God. We just thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. God, we ask that you would help us to make clear fences, clear boundaries in every relationship in our lives. God, that we would see those people for who they are and not what they've said, but God, that you would help us to stay in your will. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media or our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and we hope to see you there.